Hello and welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast. My name is Mark Pascal, joined by Thomas Sasan. Hello, Thomas. Hello. The seventh episode, the sixth sixth season. That's a that's not an easy word to no. say. Sixth season of Game of Thrones, entitled "The Broken Man." What did you think overall? Um, I mean, I loved it. Well, you love everything. I do. You're right. You're have, the, you, have you ever watched one second of this program that you didn't love? Yes. Okay. I have. All right. Most things uh, this season with the High Sparrow, I have not enjoyed. Well, you don't like the characters you're supposed to dislike. Yeah. That's part of it. All right. The title, The Broken Man, refers to multiple characters, and we'll discuss to that, I think. Yes, I refers agree. to that. Uh, we'll mention those as we go. We got a very exciting happening that I was not foreseeing in that in retrospect, which is sort of the nature of retrospect and foreseeing things, I did not <laughs> foresee this, which was the Hound is back. Yes. Sandor Clegane, the great, one of the best characters of the show. Agreed. See, everyone got upset when Hodor died. Yeah. I'm like, what did Hodor add to the program other than this little goofy, you know, semi-retarded person Fully retarded, yeah. I guess, person, excuse me, mentally challenged person who didn't forward much narrative. Sandor Clegane is a great character. He was, yes. his brother just, you know, tortured him as a youth. He's got that scar. He was. He's got some great one-liners. Oh, you love God. His one-liners. What yeah. season was he so great in? Like three? It was, it was season four when he and Arya were on the yeah, road four. show most, that, of, yeah. most, most of the season. Some of three, but most of four, yeah. Yes, that was great. And he. He, he's a much deeper character than Hodor, yes. and I, I just feel like there was more uproar when Hodor died, Hodor, and that's one yeah. of those innocence things, yes. which is like, Hodor didn't do anything to anybody, yeah. but Sandor Clegane, the beauty of his character is that he has done a lot of shit to a lot of people, yes. but he's also a, he's doing duty, and he's keeping himself alive, and he's living in this horrific you know who, world. You know who he reminds me of? Who? He reminds me of um, Omar from The Wire. Mm-hmm. I mean, just uh, lots of death and murder in on... Omar's resume, but he has a code and he lives right, by it. Right. Um, I think Sandor's got a code that he lives by, and, and and he's sort of a man of the of his environment. He's a product of his environment, but he has a code. We finally see introduced Ian McShane. The promise yes. of Ian McShane was hanging over the season, and here we are, six episodes in, and we still hadn't seen Ian McShane. So mm-hmm. they right at the right in the open, they're like, "Bang!" It's yes. us. Swearingen from Deadwood. That's right. One of the great actors. By the way, one of the very few times we get action before the credits i noticed that pre-credits action that's how important it was to bring back this character the hound i thought was was great uh where the hell are they all right is this group of construction workers are they connected to somebody are they a religious group where the hell are they like what's what's going on there's some speculation as to who they are but let's just solidify where we are on the map the last time we left Sandor, the the hound, he had fallen off a cliff in it during a duel with Brienne. Which and, we, that we have that great line: "How many men did it take to cut yes. you down?" And he said, "Just one." And he, he says, "He must have been some kind of monster." And he goes, "He was a woman." Yeah, that's a great. That is a great. <laughs> At least line. he didn't try to. It was, was twenty five giant men. You know, they were like, "Yes, the hound was one of the funniest characters." Like his his whole. Uh, dialogue parts were some of the funniest on the yes. show, and they were like, "Get check it out, first yeah. thing, bang, hilarious." Yeah. So move on. No, no, I mean uh, the last the the region that that uh, the Hound and Arya were in prior to uh, them meeting up with Podrick and Brienne was they were trying to get Arya to the Vale to the Eyre the the Eyrie, excuse me, um, which is in eastern Westeros. Yeah, if, East, yes, eastern, bordering on northeastern, but eastern, yes. Right, north, it, of, it, north it, of King's Landing, yes, which is also in the east part. Ex- yeah. Exactly. It's, it's in the mountainous region in the east, uh, north of King's Landing. Um, so that, that, that seems to be like they're in the foothills of that area, if yeah. I had to ta- take a guess. And uh, Ian McShane's character was wearing a, a, a necklace um, that had the seven-pointed right. uh, star on it. So and he, he was sort of waxing religious a little bit later on. Yes. He's kind of, I'm trying to think of a good example, he's kind of a hip priest he even said uh, he's a septon yeah, yeah. have septon yes which mean yeah right he's one of those like uh long-haired skater priests yeah exactly uh, he, he, preachers he, cur- or ministers he curses and enjoys football and the occasional beer yeah that kind of thing yeah he yeah. says what do you what do you want me to do i'm a fucking septon yeah <laughs> uh, so 
are those is that a religious group that's building like a missionary group or, or are they, they constructing things for a house? They were building a sept. They were building a, a, a church. Okay, so the, it is the, a religious, West, yes, almost correct. like a little cult, kind yes, of. if you will, a, a peaceful uh, non-want to t- overthrow the government cult. Yes, interesting. Okay, and they picked up the hound, fixed him, and he says, "You know, you had a bone sticking out of your leg." And that was we surmised this at the time that they didn't show him dying. Yeah, and the same thing we surmised about Stannis Baratheon, but that was confirmed apparently yes. this season that he's dead. And yes, but we sur- we surmised at the time we saw him go off a cliff. Yeah, he's a big, as he says, just means I'm a big, big fucker that's hard to kill, yeah. and he is hard to kill. So he's live, thank God. Yes, uh, the season, the ceiling of the season, already very high, goes up a level when we if we have a Sandor Clegane involved. Yeah, it, a lot of interesting religious stuff going on this season. That that's sort of the theme of the season is mm-hmm. all this uh, kind of religion stuff. Yeah. Um, so the Hound is one of the broken men. Yes, he's later on. You know, as we've said before on this podcast, they're going back and forth on these plots more often. So instead of going scene by scene, which we've traditionally done, we start with we'll that, just go with the, the whole plot. story. Let's go through character. this whole story of the Hound. And by the way, and you you probably are going to say this, and I hate to step on your point, but I, when I got done watching the episode, I'm like, they really blitzed through a lot with Sandor Clegane. They they went from him sort of almost a pacifist at this point, um, just working to construct this church. Um, with these sort of peaceful people, and then it's a slaughter at the end, and he picks up the axe, and he's back to being the hound again. And I was like, that's that's odd for Game of Thrones to sort of just to, to wipe through that in one episode. Then I'm thinking to myself, it's certainly possible that the Sandor Clegane story that we got was six months. Every time we came back to him, it wasn't necessarily the same point in time that all the other stories we were witnessing yeah. were. A lot of these things, when they go back and forth, it's not necessarily – it's building a narrative, but it's within the span of a few weeks, a few yes. months at a time. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, Lady Olenna's not meeting with Cersei five seconds after in real time that Jeremy meets with the Blackfish uh, exactly. about Jamie. That, that's not just – exactly. they could be happening – at different times. There'd be, it'd be easier for me to confirm my theory if that sept that they were building actually was getting larger every time we cut back to yeah, Sandor. Yeah, either the yeah. shittiest construction workers yeah. ever or your theory's yeah, got a lot of holes. milk in that hourly rate, you know? Your theory's got a lot of holes, Thomas. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. The old previous seasons, when they were bound to the book narratives, mm-hmm. that was a season-long plot yeah. for yeah. Sandor Clegane, which is he's now this pacifist at the church and he eventually turns and, and he, he, I think he's now going to be maybe a force to try to help yes. people or something, but that two, how many times do they go to him? Two times, two little scenes. And I'm not kidding you. 15 over the course of 10 episodes, would they have gone to that yep. during the, the previous tempo of the show? Yeah. Uh, so and that, by the way, it's been a season and a half since we've seen him, since we left him yeah. falling off that cliff. Yeah, so almost two seasons. That's yeah. right. Yeah, see, sixteen episodes or more. Yeah. Uh, so later in the episode, when we come back to the Hound, it actually comes back twice. He gets the hammer this time. He does no? Yeah. I guess they they gave they gave Danny the axe this episode. Well, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like that one? Just came up with that one right here on the spot. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> so when we come back. Ian McShane, what's his? Do we know his character's name? Does it matter? Ray is. Um, I don't know if it's spelled R A E. Is he referred to as Ray? Uh, I I don't know. It's just, it's it's how he's listed in the cast sheet. So okay, right. Yeah. So he's like proselytizing about this the 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 seven gods mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, these three apparent bad fellers come up, and later on, the hounds. They're from the banner of uh, brother without, brother without banners. banners. Kind of an outlaw. Uh, a group of their own, as mm-hmm. we've seen a few times throughout the, they kind of in and out over these seasons. They were loyal to Rob Stark, the King in the North, when that War of Five Kings broke out. But once the that war kind of started to, uh, the framework of that war got really weird. Once Joffrey died, once Rob died, yep. um, so we uh, the the Brother Without Banners still a group of guys needing a mission. Might as well just start stealing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they are bad guys. They wanted gold and food and all that, and McChain yeah. is being Mr. Pacifist and says, I have nothing for you, and blah, blah, blah. 
They they head off. One of the ah oh, they they see the hound and head off. Do you notice that? Uh, did they see the they, hound? They, they, Are you they, sure of this? I am dead. So in that the first scene that they show up, he's and they the camera did a great job making it look like Sandor Clegane's a foot and a half taller than the next tallest cat in She's that group. She's supposed to be a six yes. six ish. Yeah. So they see him, and I don't know if they. Rec- I mean, the hound is a very recognizable guy, like throughout Westeros, and there's stories of him being just being burned. He's famous. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they see him. And they're like, uh, this guy's hired some muscle. This Septon's hired some muscle to keep away folks, which is why they, I think this is why they leave. And then when they come back and they don't see him there, that's when the slaughter. They slaughter yeah. everybody. But, but I think the theme for the hound is said by McShane when he's saying it's, it's never too late to stop killing and doing bad things and start helping people. It's never too late to come back. Yeah. And that's when Clegane's like, I think that's the broken man. He's, he's not bound by this code of, uh, I've got to do this duty, even if to whoever's hiring me now or whoever I'm sworn mm-hmm. to, even if it means killing children and doing all these bad things that he's done. I think he's going to go out, and maybe this is this is just a theory by me. Maybe you disagree. He's going to go out into the world after this slaughter happens, and he's going to try to be a force for good and go mm-hmm. find a side, make his own decisions yes. instead of his whole life. He's been muscle for someone else, just letting yeah. them make all the decisions. He he's uh, in the books. When he and Ari on their road show, he just talks about all the crappy orders he had to swallow yes. from Joffrey, because he's the one. Joffrey's the one that said, go go kill that uh, um, Micah, the farmer's boy who yeah. uh, who cut his uh, Joffrey's face. Go run, go run him down. You know, is this uh, is this stuff in the book? The, uh, the Hound he, returning? No, no, no. Okay. I, I, I so was, you were surprised. I was standing up applauding when he came onto the screen. <laughs> Thomas is just enough of a nerd to have paused the show. And actually stood up and applauded yes. in his living room. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. That's a great new plot. That's mm-hmm. uh, This season's candidate for best new plot. Agreed. I'm glad he's back. I'd love to. I hope he's headed straight to Winterfell and he shows up just in time to chop Ramsey's head off. But he has no clue about any of that, though, See, right? Yeah. See, I what agree. Does he, he doesn't know what's going on. I, hopefully, he doesn't know anything that's going on. I. How would he? Yeah I, yeah, I agree. I mean, stories do filter around yeah. Westeros. And he's nobody, he's, uh, I mean, unless you take into account how quickly Littlefinger got from the Vale to uh, Molestown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he's not really anywhere near that the, the, that part of the north. He's got to pass through the neck where the, the marshlands are. I hope he's heading to King's Landing to finally, uh, for some Lannister retribution. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's only one Lannister there. There's also his brother, <laughs> oh, yeah. he could be that the does, one who, does it, that doesn't know his brother's been reanimated as a <laughs> as a zombie. <laughs> he could kill. He could be the only one in the whole land that might have a shot against the mountain. Yes, and there's a trial by combat hey, yeah, coming. There you up. go. You read my mind. Very good. Very very good. That's that's. Could it be a Clegane on Clegane trial by combat? Oh, that'd be freaking sweet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, this is exciting me. Yeah. I'm a non nerd, but I just got nerd excited. <laughs> I really did. I really, I feel what it's, you're feeling it's now. Catching. It's like catching. When yeah. there's a new Star Trek that yeah. movie, I feel <laughs> that feeling you get. I just got that. I really yeah. did just get that. Feels good, Thomas. It does. I got to yes. admit. It never goes away. <laughs> God, I hope I'm not addicted now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I got, but then again if I do become addicted I've got so many seasons of Babylon 5 to catch uh, up on listen, I can go I got back, the DVDs I, I the got new, the DVDs the next generation I got so much stuff I could, could nerd out seven on seven seasons it's great I got six new episodes of Star Wars I've never seen <laughs> I did. I actually did watch one of the third one. Six new episodes. <laughs> anyway, don't I? <laughs> well, I mean, you watched the original three, right? Yeah. Then they had the three, the three prequels, and only one, and only ones one. Come out. Yeah. So I've got four new ones yes. now. Okay. Anyway, you can skip the prequels. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we, I can skip it all. And I will. <laughs> so moving on to King's Landing, that dipshit High Sparrow. That's how I refer to him from now on. The dipshit High Sparrow. Yeah. Uh, he. Goes to see Marjorie mm-hmm. and thriving in her new environment. And she's standing <laughs> in that fake arm way with a, where yep. women hold their hands like this. Mm-hmm. It's just there. Yes, I'm in church now. I hold my hands like this. And basically threatens Olena. Yeah. And says, um, Olena's fantastic, by the way. Yes, yeah, she yeah. is. Not in the books, right? Not or I mean, a minor, minor character. Nowhere, Not nowhere near the force to be reckoned with. This was one here. of those. They had knots in the narrative and they needed a character exactly. and, they, and they brought it in. Yeah. Um, so. Basically threatens and says, she, by the way, your grandmother is an unrepentant sinner, which means we're going to toss her in this damn cell. Yeah. Isn't that what he was saying? Yeah. Yeah. So Marjorie goes to see her, and she would love, she's excited to see her granddaughter, but that bitch Septa won't get out of the room. Yeah. 
Olna. <laughs> yes. And Marjorie's playing it up, man. She's a good actress. Gosh, I mean, she's, gosh, she's good. Yes. Yeah. She was married to. She was married to Joffrey. You've got to be an actress yeah. to be married to that asshole. Mm. So, and Tom and Hill. He's yeah. just a little little jerk idiot. But, and, we, and we get the news that she has not given up the goods She's to, to Tom and... Yeah. She's not putting out. So... That's just cruel. Yeah. Well... <laughs> that poor kid. He's the king. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I'm the effing king. Like, uh... Anyway. So, I was waiting for this, and it happened right at the end of the scene. Slipped... Olena, a, a note. Mm-hmm. She went outside. It's a rose. She's the Lady of Thorns. There's some theme here. She understands what it means. Do you the, under- the, the house sigil is, is of, of uh, sigil? Excuse me for um, is the, the rose. Is the rose? Yes. So that's that's the message. Is the mes- I'm still with you, and you yeah. need to go there. The message is I have a plan. Okay. Everything I just told you is a bunch of horse. I didn't realize <laughs> that was the sigil. Yeah. So okay. So that there. She Olena doesn't know the plan any better than you and me. Yes. Other than that. Marjorie's yes. got this. Yeah, get get the f out of t- a dodge. Save yourself. I'm good. I got I got this where I am right here. <laughs> Wait for my next signal. Kind of a deal. So again, sort of skipping out of order, sticking with the narrative. Cersei with the mountain in tow, the zombie yeah. mountain. Lots of zombies rolling around in this show now. God, I think we can. We might have another one later. We'll talk about. Um, they go visit Olena, and Olena just unloads oh, on this both bitch. barrels. Unloads right on Cersei. Isn't that nice? <laughs> And she's not wrong. This isn't just... And oh, uh, Cersei takes it, and she's like, you're right. Yep. I made a huge mistake. I made a huge mistake. Yep. Uh, and and it was just great to hear all the things we've been saying, you stupid... Oh, God, what are you doing? And, yeah. and it's nice for Olena to, to, to let her have it. In fact, the word I put on here was just a little more comeuppance for Cersei. She's been dished out quite a good bit of comeuppance. Um, this is like me handing my 105 seventh graders a bunch of gazoos yeah. and saying... You know, make sweet music with those. You know, hey, giving the the faith the ability to be militant and um, physically keep people from sinning. That was just the dumbest idea. Even even on paper, it was a dumb idea. So that's full, full disclosure for Thomas's nerd credit. He's a middle school math teacher. Yes. If anybody doesn't <laughs> yeah. know that about him and his life, you'd, so, you'd hear that parade of gazoos a mile away coming yes. down the street. So Elena says, "I'm getting the hell out of here." Uh, do we know? I guess she's just going home and waiting for Marjorie. I don't know about home. I don't know one way or the other. But if I had to take a guess, I would imagine she just parked that army that was about to storm Leave the, the Red Keep. Just within be, range. Just be a just be twenty miles up the road, up the King's Road. Absolutely, that just makes a lot more sense. Find yeah. a nice camp near um, near Stokeworth, you know, or Duskendale, and just just camp out until we get the signal, you know. All right. The King's Landing plot basically ends there. We do not go back to that plot. We do head, however... Those are great scenes, though. The th- Marjorie with the High Sparrow, playing him like a fiddle. Yep. Marjorie with her, with her grandmother, fantastic. And then Olena. Olena with Cersei. That was a great, great uh, ending. Yeah, point. I'm enjoying that plot. I, I like that. I, it, it's kind of a distraction to me from who, from the fact that there's a lot of people that think they should be king instead. Yeah. Still all left over from the... From the I mean... They've got a pretty big ass force that hopefully is going to get on a boat at some yeah. part this season. At some point this season, um, that they're just like we're not even they're not even worried about that. Yeah. Anyway, we move to the north. It's the wildlings. They're arguing with John. They're saying this isn't our war. We didn't we didn't ask for this. Mm-hmm. The, their plan was to defend. Was to fight against the zombies when they came to the whites. When That's they, right. And the, that was the, the deal. And the and the uh, white walkers when mm-hmm. they came down. Um, did they think they were just going to camp out and wait for him? Well, I mean, they, 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 the Night's Watch gave them the land that's called the Gift, the new, new Gift, which was yeah. um, given to the Night's Watch hundreds of years ago by one of the Targaryen queens. Um, and they were to build up their, you know, their homes and, and defenses and, when called upon, go towards the wall and, and, and defend it. Um, I don't know about sitting around too much, but... Uh, John's obviously putting the the statement to them. Yes, the White Walkers are coming. There's not enough of us. And with the if Boltons, we're not united, yeah, they're going to kill us. Exactly. Or we just wait here and we get killed by the Boltons and the exactly. Ramses and the Umbers. Exactly. Uh, not the Ramses, the Boltons, the Umbers, and the who? Uh, he said another family. And the um, the Umbers, the ah, uh, the Boltons, and there was another family in the yeah. north. Anyway, another house. Okay, so. 
Car Starks. Car, Car Starks. Yes. That's right. He convinces them to fight with him, and the giant says, no. Yeah. <laughs> and gets, I mean, that's how a giant would talk. Like, what if the giant got up and was like, yeah, go yeah, with yeah, snow, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see? <laughs> snow sounds good, eh? Uh, That'd be a little okay. weird, right? Yeah. Well, imagine. So he if, says, no. If you think back like a hundred or a few thousand years ago, just like there's smaller, more diminutive humans um, amongst us that are kind of like the you know, little, little water bugs running around like, yeah, what's going on? Like that, yeah. like that. There's got to be one giant who's, you know, like slightly normalcy exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the Costanza <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the giants, you know? <laughs> well, this, what's this giant's name again? One One. One One. Yes. You How do you spell it? W U N W U N one one. Do you know I, where? I was, think George R. R. Martin smoked weed when he came up with all these names. Actually, I know what, where he got the name from. Where I read this interview with him. This is I think this is hilarious. He's a gigantic, no pun intended, a New York Giants fan. He's a New Giants fan. Oh, number eleven. And Eli Manning is number really? eleven. Yes. Does Eli Manning know this? I wonder. I don't know. Does he know anything? He looks I, like he's kind of in he a daze has all a, the time. Kind of have a dullard look to him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, maybe Peyton got all the, the, the smarts in that yeah. family, but not to confuse the nerds listening, this is football talk. <laughs> so, so uh, I'm a man without a country. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they decide, okay, we're going. Yeah. Uh, then we see sort of the rest of the episode. We see the emissaries, which is John Sansa, newly energized uh, leader Sansa. Sansa, or what do you say? Sansa. Sansa. And... Davos. Davos Seaworth, one of our favorites, the Onion Knight, going around and trying to gather the troops mm-hmm. to help. They head to Bear Island, which is the first we've seen of Bear Island. Yes. This is Mormont's home. This is the former Lord of the Lord Commander of the Lord Night's, Watch. Of the Night's Watch and Jorah Mormont's yes. home. That's right. Previous home when before he yes. was banished to Essos. For what did he do? Slavery. He, he sold. He, he sold. Bought and sold slaves. Yes. There you go. That's right. So, it's this ten-year-old chick. Is her name Lila? Liana. Liana. Yes. Oh, that's right. She says named, named after, after. Who is Lila? Is there a Lila on the show? If there is, I can't remember. Maybe I'm thinking Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Lila on that show. I know for sure. So no. Lila Garrett, ten-year-old right. yeah. who's <laughs> obviously trying to act like a badass, but yes. has to ask the the. The maester mm-hmm. and the, I guess the other guy is probably your sergeant at arms. What yeah. do you call that? You know, with the, the military head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Basically her chief of staff, if yeah, you will. Yes. Um, they mentioned her early in a much earlier. Stannis mentioned something about her. Yeah. Is she going to be, in your estimation, A, is she in the books? And B, is she going to be a big character going forward? Because I hope not. Not a 10-year-old um, Mormon. The, 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 the going... Um, narrative about the Mormon women is that there's a the sort of the the painting that embodies the Mormon women is a woman who's basically got a fairly newborn child in their arms and they're feeding off of the woman's breast and she's got a sword in the other hand okay ah, so, so they're known for this yes kind of thing. exactly very headstrong uh women um warriors um and much like the uh the women in the old um uh, sort of like the, the the Battle of Thermopylae, you know, the the Spartans, the more th- yeah. the, the women are, are are revered and cherished and and um, much more res- than everywhere respected. else where they're basically it, exactly. It, it, this is a rarity in Westeros. Uh, like ha- like we heard the the, uh, the High Sparrow saying, all they're there for is to calm their men and yes. all this stuff. But in Mormont world, yes. Anyway, um, so the Mormont women are referred to. Uh, in, in the books, as being just like this, this 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 ten year old girl. Okay. So they're not straying from the books in terms of um, the uh, mentality and and the actions uh, of the moment. But women. this particular character but this particular wasn't. character does not show up. Um, you know, you Previous. know, spouting very very uh, strong feelings uh, for a ten year old. So Davos takes a big speech by him for to get her to commit recommit. Mm-hmm. They've been yes. committed to the Starks for forever mm-hmm. to recommit her men to the Starks and it turns out there's only 62. Yes. And it just, this whole thing seems a little too cute to me though. Like mm-hmm. this seems like a TV thing. This doesn't seem out of the mind of, of Martin. And I'm, I'm really trying to pick, I, w- I will probably never know which of these came from. The, it's just, a, wouldn't a 10 year old Lord be cool? Yeah. Kind of deal. And it turns out it's only 62 troops. Either way, um, they move on from there. The next time we see them, they're back at the camp, which is somewhere north of Winterfell. Actually, they go, they go see the Glovers first. 
Oh, yeah, House Glover. You're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, this Glover Lord had heard, apparently, that they were going to be wild. He was asking who was, who was fighting. He's like, hmm. we've, we're not going back and forth a bunch of times. We've, we've already de- betrayed people. We've already done everything we can do. And then he finds out, I don't know if he had an inkling, but that they're wildling, wildlings in this army. And he says, I'm not fighting with these wildlings. Mm-hmm. Sansa steps up, tries to say, you are, you are sworn to the House of Stark. And he comes up. I thought it was a good line. He says, you know, where were you when the Ironborn were, were you know, killing my wife and family? Mm-hmm. And he, where was Rob? He was taking up with a foreign whore, getting himself and his people killed. Yeah. And so they're like, you know, they are in the, you know, F the Starks. Yeah. In fact, he says the words, the house, the Star, uh, house Stark is dead. Mm-hmm. So they're having mixed messages or mixed results. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, how important this is other than to, to show us that there's mixed results and to show us that maybe Sansa thinks she can is a little more badass and her name rings out a little more than maybe it does. Well, I... Uh, very perceptive on you on all those things. couple of things. We go back to the... House Mormons. Oh, yeah. Go back, so we go back to when John has to talk to the wildlings. Okay. Yeah. While he was sort of highborn, he's been an outlaw his entire life, even when he was still living in Winterfell. He's a bastard, he's as a they ba- say. Bastard born, yes. Anyway, so because of that, that frame of mind that he has, he can talk to the wildlings and he can say the words, the plain words that need to be said to them to get them to understand uh, his way of thinking and so they can make the decision. Uh, based on on that rationale that he, that he gave them, then you go to Mormons, uh, the uh, in Bear Island, and they try to play the you know sworn to the House Stark card. They had they try to play the your um, uncle was my Lord Commander, and he was I was his I was a steward. I pledged and, uh, to your uncle. I spooned his food out. She's having none of that from Sansa and from John. And then it takes Davos, who is thrust into a position he was not ready for, talking to someone else who was thrust into a position she was not ready for, able to talk to her on the terms that she would understand. So that's what gets them in there. So then you bring up House Glover and Rob... Never heard of House Glover. It's a minor house, I guess. It is is one of the minor houses. I want to say it's called Last Hearth is the town, the the township that they're from. I got to get this straight. I apologize for not knowing specifics. But it's their house sigil is the the, the shaft, red hand, uh, fist, you know, (laughs) fist pump. You ever Uh see see that? That was the house sigil. Um, Rob tries to do his... You know, you pledge to Rob Stark. You're not a Stark. You're a Snow. Yeah, John. John, John. And then, and then um, Sansa. Excuse me. You know, Davos uh, tries to do his thing, and then they find out they're being followed by wildlings. Like this is a lot of horse crap. And then Sansa says, drops the the Stark name because she is a Stark. Okay, and my brother Rickens in that place, a Stark, a male Stark. In case you the have problem, yeah. in case you have a problem with a woman giving, uh, telling you this news. Okay, so the three people who can talk to the group of people on the terms that they would understand are the ones that had the most success. Now they didn't actually get House Glover, but at least what Sansa said caused him to turn around and show the actual emotions he was feeling and the reasons why he was saying no, as opposed to just a, I don't want to waste any men on your cause. Fuck you. Gotcha. You know, like so that. That's sort of their, they have three separate sales pitches yes. that they can use on these houses. Exactly. Exactly. So would they go back then to the camp, which is, I guess, somewhere outside Winterfell. Well, we get, saw that. This, this is where Ramsey took 20 good men and, and, burned, uh, and burned a bunch Stannis's of Stannis' joints. Yeah. Ending, it probably caused him to eventually lose. Yes. So... They're there. Sansa's doubting Davos. He says, he's now your most respected yeah. uh, uh, advisor. She's speaking for the audience, people who are asking the same, uh, us viewers who are thinking the same thing. It's like, he was just for Stannis like a week ago, you know? That's what's going yeah, on. that's you know? a good point. <laughs> yeah. But we, we go back to last season when Stannis was talking to Jon, saying, I'll naturalize you. I will make you a Stark. And uh, Davos saying, he sees something in you. You know, and Davos has a ton of respect for Stannis. So the fact that Stannis is willing to go against sort of the, the rules of bastardry and turn him into a Stark, basically uh, the name that means everything to that gigantic part of Westeros, that has that means something to Davos. So that, right. That's why he's kind if of he's good that, enough for Stannis. He's good exactly. enough for Davos. That's why he's attached Stannis to Stannis is good enough for Davos. Yeah. So Sansa sends a raven yes. with a message. Mm-hmm. We don't know who it's to. Should I guess? 
Do you have guesses? Do you have any knowledge? Is this? I, I have no knowledge. I have several guesses. I have two main guesses. I my first guess would be Littlefinger. Ah, I was a yeah. I, was, I, I hope it's not though. Which is one I, of those motherfucker. You owe me. That's better be the stance she takes. Yeah. That better be the ab- the exact stance she takes. You send as many knights of the veil yep. to this point. You Which stay. aren't they headed that way anyway? Yes, I don't know if she knows that though. All, right. all Littlefinger said was, "You've your uncle, the Blackfish, is in River Run right now. He's retaking River Run." Um, That's right. He's headed to River Run. Yes. Um, well, Brienne's on her way there. We'll talk about that in a okay. l- little later on. But um, uh, I hope she's like. Stay where the f you are. You send as many people from the veil vale as you humanly possibly can, but you stay. Just stay out of my sight. What else would it be? Who else? Uh, would well, it be? she mentioned the ho- house of Kerwin, which is one of those ancient uh, no- houses in the north, loyal to the Starks, and that's nowhere near as sexy. That would be less reason to show an entire episode, uh, a scene about short as it is of her seeing yeah. the ravens, getting the idea, sitting down, writing it, yeah. putting her steel on it. Exactly. Like, just. They just went through three of those other ones. Yeah. Or two of them anyway. It's nowhere, near as, yeah, and, it's and nowhere near as sexy as her sending something to, to Littlefinger. It would be nice uh, if maybe next episode, the first time we see the Littlefinger, he's reading a scroll. Yeah. That would be nice. So that's the where that plot ends. I like that. Where like, that sits. That was very well done. They're still building up. There's going to be a battle. It's yeah. a matter of... Who will have the advantage? I'm going to start talking like I live in West. Yeah, at the end of episode 10 this season, we want to see the dire wolf flag flapping in the breeze above Winterfell. That's what we want to uh, yeah. see, right? I think we probably maybe just see the... I don't know if they'll actually have the whole... There's only two episodes left. Well, No, we got eight, nine, and ten. Oh, three episodes. Yeah. I mean, they could do one big long battle episode like they've done a couple like of times. Watch like the Watch like the in the yeah. Blackwater. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, that would be something. But then that would, then they again wouldn't be giving. That could be episode nine, I guess. But they wouldn't be giving Danny the Daenerys the the hammer, which they always do. She's always the last couple seasons. She's always the last episode, always the last scene. Always. I wonder if they'll. I guess John was last last year. Yeah. Previous to that, they've never done a like a to be continued, like in the middle of a battle, ended an episode, and then come back. And for the second half of the battle. And I right. don't know if they'll try to do a, a more nerd talk here. I remember in Retur- the movie Return of the Jedi, there was the lightsaber battle going on of Death Star between Luke and Darth Vader. There was the battle down on, um, is it Tatooine? Endor, where uh, Han Solo, Princess Leia are trying to take down the deflector shield. And then there's the space battle going on outside the Death Star with all the spaceships. And they kept bouncing back and forth between those three battles. I don't know if they're going to try and do whatever is going to happen in Marine when uh, Danny A shows simultaneous up. simultaneous yeah. thing. Wow. I don't know. And then the battle at Winterfell. And then whatever the F's going to happen in King's Landing with uh, the trial by combat and whatever ensuing. Those are the three main big exactly. things. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're going to try and pull that off. Um, or they'll go three episodes, one each, or like build up a yeah. little more and go half each, half yeah. each. Um, yeah. All that's on the table, is what I'm saying. It is. Okay. So the next new plot that we have. Again, going out of order on some of these scenes. We we go to River Run. We haven't been to River Run in quite some time since the Blackfish what a cool castle. shot that arrow. It's a nice castle. Yeah, it's not as big as the one we just saw recently. Where uh, where Cornhill? Yes. Yeah. Now that's a castle. That's a castle. Yeah, where where Samuel Tarley lives. So we're in River Run. Jamie shows up and he's got who? A bunch of Lannister army? Yeah, 8,000 of the Lannister army. So Lannister army, army's yeah. weak in King's Landing. I wonder if that will come into play if and hopefully soon. Soon <laughs> Daenerys lands with some Dothraki on some ironborn boats. Yeah. Not a lot of Lannisters here in King's Landing. Well, yeah, seems like <laughs> this yeah. is pretty cool. Oh, we got to kill these, these uh, monks with the yeah. crazy tattoo, the yeah. Charles Manson so tattoos on no, the forehead. Got no armor. Here's an arrow to the forehead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good You're luck. Done. You know? done. <laughs> Boom. So we're in River Run. Jamie shows up with eight thousand Lannisters and Braun. Oh, Hallelujah! God, he's back. I know. Hallelujah! It. And has great lines right off the bat. Oh, yeah. A few of them, <laughs> like he and the Hound. Yes, it's like wherever they are, some type of wit will will the, follow. Yeah, the, uh, other than Tyrion in season one and two, when he was at his wisecracking best, probably the best wit per capita line between the the Hound and Braun in their existence. They're great. So. They make a comment. The phrase have attacked and are in, in siege with River Run. Yeah. 
And they're doing a half-assed job of it. They make the jokes. You got to go teach them how to do this and all this. This is, uh, by the way, brought up in the books a lot because basically all the uh, this, all, all Walter Frey. No, not not this thing at Winterfell okay. specifically. But that the Frey are inept. The, the as far as um, battlefield ready, they are not. They're great at holding the gates uh, in the comfy confines of the twins. There, they're 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 good because Walter Frey notoriously throughout history is the last cat to the party. Like whichever right. whichever force is going to look like they're going to you know be hoisting their banners, he shows up eight seconds before that happens. Like all right, here we are, yeah. we win. You know, so t- for them to be uh, for the Frey Van to be leading this siege on River Run, you are seeing for we are seeing firsthand this episode of how poorly run it is. As Jamie says, I, eight thousand men just came straight up here with no resistance whatsoever. Um, and Braun says something like this, and and been you know are now fucking in the ass, you know, uh, yeah. So which is a great line. So we're we're seeing this firsthand, which is why Jamie can kind of kind of swing it around a little bit when he's talking to him. We even see the phrase threatening to kill Edmure and not going through with it, yeah. as Blackfish, way too smart for these guys, yeah. knew they weren't going to do. Yeah. He's already written his nephew off, and his nor dad. does he probably even care. Not, a, I mean, obviously he does. He'd rather his nephew be alive, but like in most hostage situations. Most hostage people are like the people that are hostages. We consider them already dead. Best case scenario is they don't kill anybody else that's not currently a hostage. So, yeah. Okay. So that's all we see that first time through. Then we go back to them. Jamie walks up over the moat, little drawbridge deal. Another broken man, by the way. That's right. Yes, he is. Jamie sure is. And meets the blackfish. He's not impressed. No. He's, I want to get the measure of you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, we can hold this thing for two years. Go have at it. Yeah, like, he said you a, guys are fucked, as yeah, they say. He, yeah, he says a very interesting line. He's like, we've got two. Do you? How much time do you have? Do you have two years? Meaning, yeah. I think he knows what the state of King's Landing, um, uh-huh. and and the you know the Lannisters dwindling uh, power down there. Um, two years from now, there might be a different uh, flag flying. Uh, a couple of it may have changed hands a couple of times in two years. You this never is, know. This is an incomplete scenario, though. Like either Littlefinger's not going to win, going to change to Winterfell, or he's going to show up there. There's uh, we see someone that we see Brienne there, right? Yes, in, in, in the next on. Yes, like there's going to be some more stuff. This isn't going to. This siege isn't the yes the piece. The only pieces on this chessboard up there at, at River Run. Agreed. Uh, and that's the end of that plot for today. Mm-hmm. By the way, for this episode, there have been a couple of great lines that kind of go by the wayside as far as Jamie is concerned. Um, in that, hor- let's preface this by saying you think everything the man says is is gold, and you love. Well, him. listen, I, I, you know, it's a bromance uh, Jamie and I have. Yes, yeah. uh, one sided, uh, unrequited, but there was the, that horrible Dorn plot where he and Bronn, you know, make it to yep. Dorn, and during that weird fight with the Sand Snakes, eventually the. Um, the Dornish guards show up to kind of sh- shut things down. And uh, Arrow Hota, the, the black guy with the big long spear, he kind of shows up and he puts the blade right at Jamie's throat. And he said, he, he said to him, when you were whole, this would have been a good fight. Yeah. It's a great, I mean, he's, Jamie's got that hand cut off and we've seen no signs that that left hand is gaining in any confidence or strength to kind of make him. It's be, his right hand, isn't it? He cut his left hand off. The left, right hand got cut off and he was trying to train. Oh, with so him. you're saying it has to be his, his left hand. I gotcha. Yeah. His left hand has not, not been able to catch up, um, to the needs of being a warrior, uh, in Westeros. So, uh, some really good stuff with Jamie and being a broken man, as we were talking about a moment yep. ago. So the next. Second to last plot that we see is Theon and his sister Yara. Yara, yes. Yara. And we've seen this city before. This is the Long Bridge of Volantis. Volantis. That we've seen. They, um, Tyrion and Varys showed up, and that's where yes, Jorah kidnapped Tyrion. Yes, to take to Marine. That's what right. A, I mean, that's a beautiful, like that wide shot with the ships. And yep. the, the, that's, that's beautiful. Probably maybe recycled some footage there. I would, I would say. Yeah. You're not going to get a disagreement from me, but I think it's a, a cool-looking shot. So Theon and his sister, and a, a, I guess all the Ironborn, kind of stopped at Volantis to party on their way to Marine, to rest and to, to, to have some ale and, and enjoy some boobs. So, hey, listen, you're on a ship with the same dozen people. It's time to see some boobs. Apparently Yara enjoys these boobs as well. Could I could have told you that. Uh, not because I read the books, because she's not a lesbian in the books. Uh, uh-huh. I was like, uh, she doesn't like the penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they have a kind of an interesting exchange where yeah. he's not enjoying himself, and he's doing that 
that yeah. Theon, uh, I've been got my penis cut off by Ramsay, like looking down. He's so beat. He's a broken man. Yeah. It's, the, it's the third broken yes. man. And she says, I mean, come on, Theon. I know you've had some bad years. Yeah. And he goes, bad years. He's yeah. like, this guy's had the worst run of anybody. Yeah. It, you you want to see how much a character can change. You think Jamie has changed a bunch since we first meet him in season one. See the first three episodes of season one and watch Theon's character at that point. And then the, he was just a brash teenager. Yeah, kind of just a, a big dick swinging teenager. Exactly. And then all this stuff happens to him. And it's a different human being that we're watching in this episode in season six. It's really well done, I must say. And Yara, who is not of the... Uh, we've got we've got all the time in the world to kind of rebuild your you know your psyche and your confidence. It's like, ah, oh, listen, we're landing in Marine. We're going to treat with this dragon whore or whatever she call she calls uh, uh, Daenerys. Yeah. It's like you've got to get your head in the game, son. And in yeah. fact, she says, either kill yourself, yeah, or be back to yourself. Yes, those are your two choices. And then we see the look on Theon's face, which is. A little more solidified. I'm yeah. coming back. I'd re- you know I'm yes. going to be back to the old Theon. Yeah. Although did she, did he get his balls cut off too? I don't know. Presumably, I don't. I don't know. Um, if you're going to cut your dong off, go ahead and get your balls off too. That's yes. why that way yes. you. Anyway, yeah. anyway, just, just a little air drag as possible at this point. You know, no, it's better you, for use, swimming. Use it for your advantage. It's yeah. great for yeah. skinny <laughs> dipping. So. It was an interesting by, by, scene. By the, by the great line from, from Yara, I'm going to go fuck the tits off of this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a great scene. It's just one of those small ones that's going to be big later, which is yeah. now they're going to be approaching Marine, and Theon will hopefully be holding his head up high rather than doing the little cowering yeah. trick that he's been doing for, I don't know, four seasons now. Um, God, it's been four seasons. You're right. So they're pretty close. Valantis is close to Marine. They should yeah. be in Marine post-haste. Yes. I mean, it took um, Tyrion and Jorah an extra episode to get from Volantis to Marine, but they're on that one man, yeah. one paddle boat. The Ironborn boat. are, are sl- sailors. They're, yes, they are. They're naval. They, 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 don't, they, they probably won't paddle through the ruins of Valeria the way uh, Jorah yeah. and Tyrion did. They're going to take the big swing wind uh, and go right th- into Slaver's Bay that way instead of cutting across land. Yeah. Okay. So our final plot, even though the Hound got the hammer, yeah. the final one that we're going to touch on, Arya. Yes. I am now happy with this Arya plot for the first time since she first saw that idiot Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Jack and Agar. Yeah, Jack, <laughs> Jack, and, Jack and Agar. And it went into the house of black and white, and it just didn't go anywhere. No. I under I get it. I understand. They may have had to... They could have, they could have brand her, meaning they could have not gone to her for a season and still shown the same progression of her becoming an assassin. Yeah, all to the me. all the stuff last season could have been her not on the show at all. And, and they, they all could, this they, season. they could have done a three minute montage of her being trained, her being willful, the willful getting knocked out of her, her pretending to not be willful. That could have been montaged. I agree. Yep. I will agree with that. So she finds a Westerosi by hearing him talk. Shows him a bunch of money, and he wants to leave in two days. She and, wants to leave her in a, tomorrow. And her yeah. in, a, in a cot or whatever. A, a cabin. No. He wants to put her in a, in a cot in steerage. Yeah, yeah. She wants to be, I'll have a cabin. No. What, it, hammock. Didn't he say yeah. hammock? What did he say? Uh, hammock in steerage. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, and Which she doesn't says, sound too bad. Hammock's pretty cool, you know? It's <laughs> a long way over there. I mean, yeah. that's a couple of weeks on the boat at least, right? From Actually, from Bravos, no. Bravos... To wherever they're sailing, maybe on the east coast of... Yeah, she doesn't even know where the hell to go once she gets to Westeros. Yeah, I mean, if, she, if they're going to port in, in King's Landing or in um, uh, Dragonstone or Storm's End, one of those Easter, eastern ports, that's the distance between Cuba and Florida, basically, uh, the way I've seen it yeah. described. But if they're going to Old Town, which is on the other ass end of uh, the coast of Westeros, that is a long trip. You're right. So... She lets her guard down, which I don't necessarily... She knew... She got a little smug. Yeah. She knew that face-changing people were going to come after her. Why yeah. did she not prepare when this old woman that turned out to be the waif, the girl that hangs out with Jock and Hagar, yeah. another assassin, uh, They, she knew that she was going to get... Remember last episode, she was in the dark with yes. the needle? I can't believe she didn't have her sword, her sword on her and ready for any and every human being that came up to her. 
Instead, she gets stabbed several times in the stomach. I thought a couple of things, and none of them were ended up being right. I just ended up being disappointed. That's what I feel like every day. Um, <laughs> I, you, you got the impression that at the end of the last time we saw her, she was gonna, she was on high alert. Her life was in danger at every single moment, and she sets, sets foot out in broad daylight. Anybody that she walks across could be that waif with a, a mask on. Okay, yep. so the fact that she's just kind of gazing out at the the Titan of Bravos, yeah, that seems like uh, she let her guard down. She did, and, I, and then I'm thinking, I thought maybe she was playing a little rope dope. She let the wave kind of get near her. And she was going to slit the throat of that old woman. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And then she gets stabbed a couple of times. Like, well, she's got like a like a, a rack of lamb underneath her. Uh, you know, uh, clothes on her abdomen that would bleed, she had, like like blood packets. You know, because that she got from the acting troupe or something uh, to to fake her own death. Because when she fell over, I thought like she didn't she didn't rise back up. Like right. she's going to fake her own death in uh, order for them to stop coming after. In order her. for her the, the wave to stop coming after her. Um, that didn't happen. She crawls out of the water, and she's. Uh, I thought she then was going to remove the rack of lamb and see that she was fine. And then was gonna hightail it. Instead, at, at she the very stumbles least. around. I got none of that shit. Yeah, that have no what to do. I have no idea what to do with so this scene. The last we see her, she's just stumbling around with an open wound in her gut. Yeah, on whatever sewage water she climbed out of. Yeah. So let's assume she's gonna live. Oh, yeah. I, I think she. That'd be a shitty, but very Game of Thrones way to die. No, no, no. <laughs> I would be fine if she's dead, but I don't think you kill a Stark like that, do you? I mean, this is. I don't know. Just sort of out of the blue, right when she's because think about this: if she lives and she gets that boat in the morning and heads to Westeros, she could be a huge piece. If she somehow makes her way to the Winterfell battle that's getting ready to happen, she's a face. She can change her damn face still, right? Yeah, I mean that's what we're thinking. That's what we're thinking. Here's be a pretty good. You could kill Ramsay Bolton like that, couldn't you? I yes. Here's the thing: of all the Starks or the main players that are formulating. Big things right now, Rob Sansa, um, John. You keep calling him Rob. You're confusing everyone. I'm so sorry. Good Lord. Right. John Sansa, uh, the Greyjoy people, um, uh, Cersei, Jamie, the folks at King's Landing, Arya. Which of those? If one of the larger names cast people still alive, if we had to put an order of what would be the most or least missed character. If they were to die, it'd still be devastating in its own way. But what would be the least missed as far as well, Arya, p- potential for what that means for the plot going forward? Right now, she means nothing right, like I to would what's s- going on I in Westeros. I would say Bran because I don't care, but he's a major cog yes. in all of this. Sadly, he is. Right. Yes. Arya has I, nothing to do I, with I would anybody. say Arya, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, you, you, She's you, been isolated for a long, yeah, long time. You half-jokingly, or maybe less than half, are saying you'd be fine with her dying. I'd say if someone were to die... That would be the person that meant the least to the... And they the, could get away with making a, a big-time death happen in this episode, yeah. and it doesn't really hurt their plot. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. In so. fact, maybe she's even... They feel like she's even um, a little unnecessary going forward. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever her plan is, or the, the plan is for her character, it is so many uh, floor levels below in... Um, it's importance, it's growing importance than anybody else that's on the show right now. Literally, everyone else, I mean, the Greyjoys are really close to Marine. Rob, Sansa, Davos, they have a couple of thousand cats in their army. Rob wants to attack now. Um, Sansa wants to get some help from somewhere. Uh, right. This trial by combat's happening this season, okay? Yes, it, which is the mountain, it's going to be Cersei's... Uh, what explain it exactly? It's the atonement part of her atonement. Well, she's already done her atonement uh, in the eyes of uh, of the seven. That was her walk of shame. But there are other charges that she needs to be um, judged upon, and that's the incest with her brother Jamie. And, and she, so she said, instead of a, tri- a trial, she wants trial by combat. Yes, okay. that's correct. Okay, so Arya, while she wants to complete this list, and on the on the rung of things of importance as far as. Uh, Westeros is concerned, fairly low. She is nowhere near in a position to start chopping away at that list. No pun well, intended. Well, she gets on that boat. She's in- well, but I'm saying, she, but she's now she's got that knife wound. 
delayed again. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I mean, point. this is like Danny showing up with the Dothraki at at Marine and saying. Seven years? All right. I guess I'll hang out here with we'll the Dothraki for seven yeah. years. Like, fuck, no! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, if Danny decides not to go with the Ironborn in some fashion, I'm going to be pretty pissed. If, yeah. we, if they end this season and she's still fucking around with these slavers and mm-hmm. caring about the slaves, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. I mean, legitimately angry. Yeah. She needs to... All right. I'm putting it down here. It will be a major disappointment in this television program that is so great that we love. If she, her ass is not on a boat before the end of this year mm-hmm. or at the end of the season, it will be a major disappointment. All right, well, that was that episode. Uh, no Daenerys. There's probably been some, but there hadn't been many where she was not involved. Has there, I mean, can you think of any recently? Uh, or can you remember, has there been a bunch that I'm not thinking of where episodes where she wasn't in it? I cannot. I cannot. And much like we talked about in, in a lot of these podcasts from this season, there was stretches where she was in the exact same place for four or five consecutive episodes. Like, literally, yeah. nothing was, uh, as far as uh, the advancement of her plot wasn't happening at that's all. Why, yeah. That's why she's got to go. Danny's got to get she's on gotta a boat. She's got to get west. Get her yeah. ass on a boat, Amelia Clark. Yes. Oh, my God, I'm going to be pissed. So, overall, like all episodes, a ton of stuff happening. If Arya dies, will be a major, major, major episode. Mm-hmm. If you start ranking major important things to happen, a blood stark dying is a pretty fucking big deal. Yep. So... It could end up being a big episode in that way. Uh, but I think it's still we're building up. Usually the last couple episodes will get a lot of resolution more. There wasn't a lot of resolution in any of this. No, because we got you know um, a fourth of the minutes on the episode were getting us back into Clegane mode. Were you, sus- um, were you satisfied with Ian McShane's turn? Well, I'm sad that we're not going to see more of him, no. but I thought he played his part beautifully oh he's great i love that speech he gave everybody you need me to go rob somebody i'm your thief you need yeah, me to go yeah. ki- kill a young lad i'm your murderer that's a yeah. great speech he gave mm. really really good uh, but just like you he's al swearingen i'll take a hell of a lot more of ian mcshane yeah, than one one episode yeah all right well that's it for this week folks we'll be back with three more episodes for this season so three more episodes of this podcast so until next time for Thomas Hassan, I'm Mark Pascal saying, I'm going to go fuck the tits off of that one. 